Hello there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. Today, I'm very excited to share with you Connie Benjamin. Connie actually has a unique story, but let me just tell you a little bit about her. She's an international speaker. She has a new book coming out, which the title is just great. It's called Women with Fire, Six Secrets to Purpose, Profit, and Passion. And we're definitely going to learn a little bit more about that today. But one of the things that drew me to Connie when I started looking into her background a little was a recent post on her LinkedIn page called To Heck With Perfect. So for any of those of us who are really thinking we should do everything, be everything, go and find that post because it just, when someone can tell you that when we let go of who we feel we should be and embrace who we can become, flaws and all, and we're willing to serve in any ways, basically what I say, show up, stand up, that's when we get to step into who we really were meant to be. So Connie has been all over the world. She had life-changing events that actually helped her create a relationship with her husband that today is better than the day they got married. So welcome, Connie. And with that as a little introduction, could you share a little bit more about yourself with our audience before we get into the main podcast content? Sounds great. Sarah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'll tell you a little, I'll tell you a story. I like stories. So let's dive into a story. Uh, so it was years ago when I was living in a home that was actually unsafe for my family. And I was, I wanted to move, but we didn't have enough money. And so I knew I needed to start a business, but I was stuck in my job and I had no idea how to do a business. And so I started going to these business events. Now, finally, I got results and started to get some success and was able to get enough money to move our family to somewhere safe. And I thought, yay, I did it. Awesome. (laughs) And then everything started falling apart. I was completely out of balance. My relationship with my husband was disconnected because we were working all day and all night. My health started to, to deteriorate. I started developing major health complications and I was disconnected as a mom. I just felt totally overwhelmed. And so I realized I needed to do something and change something or I would lose everything that was most important to me. And so I went to, I ended up going to this event called Master of Power Within and it was by my mentor, Brandon Broadwater. And oh my gosh, it completely changed my mind, my mind and my life. And the reason it did that is because I learned these things called higher laws principles that helped me to fall in love with my husband again. Now he is seriously the man of my dreams and he is amazing. And to enjoy being a mom again and not be the stressed out, totally overwhelmed mom all the time. Um, And to, you know, replace my day job income and to move to the first place that had palm trees. We just stopped there because we were from Canada and we needed to stay there. And so it's just been incredible. And then I realized after doing this that talking with other women and coaching other women from around the world, that other women were struggling with this juggling life and work and making a difference and everything in between, something I call the chaos of life. And so I knew I needed to write my book. So I wrote my book, Women with Fire, Six Secrets to Purpose, Profit, and Passion. And I also partnered with a health company called HealthFix Global because I want to support women in all aspects of life, health, wealth, and happiness. So that sums it up. (laughs) So before we actually started recording, you shared with me that you're a social worker or had been a social. So it's in your blood. Let's just start there. The helping and 
and being someone who cares about others is in your blood. So tell us a little bit about what was happening in your life beyond, like when you say that you almost lost it, how did you know? Did it real? Did you realize that on your own or were you getting signs from your husband saying, this is rocky? Things are like, did you just come upon that yourself? You know, there, there, were, there were two moments um, that I remember vividly. One with my relationship where I knew things needed to change was I was sitting on the couch with my husband and we were watching TV because at that point in my life, that's all we did was watch TV together. And so we were watching TV and I just felt empty. I felt, I looked over at him and I felt like I didn't know him anymore. I felt like I didn't know me anymore. I just felt lost and empty. And I looked over at him and I said, is this all there is? And I will never forget the look in his eyes and the hurt look in his eyes of realizing, you know, that I wasn't happy and that I was struggling and I was needing to find more. But I am so grateful for that moment because in that moment I decided and we decided that no, this is not all there is (laughs) and that we would change it and we would take action and we would we would get our relationship back to where we wanted it to be after kids and no sleep and <laughs> the chaos of life. We would fall in love again and we would, we would create the life that we want instead of what I like to call sitting on the couch of mediocrity. So what were the first steps you took? Was it that event or what happened? Because I can see people saying, oh, I've had that feeling. I know that feeling. And like, what is, if I stand up off this couch, what's my first step or two? Oh my gosh. Well, for me, um, so in that moment, we knew something, I knew something needed to change. And then I actually got this notice on my door about this, that event. I had never heard about it before. And I thought, why? It's funny, actually. It's so interesting because we're talking about this. Because when I first got the notice of this event, I thought, oh, personal development, so flaky. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and, um, you know, because I was, I was in the helping field and my husband actually was in the helping field and we knew everything, right? Wrong. We did not know everything. <laughs> and so um, we gave it a shot. We figured we're going to try it anyways. And it's amazing. I I remember sitting in that room at Master of Power Within, listening to Brandon Broadwater. And at first, my heart was so hard because I really had my arms crossed and I was like leaning back. All my body language was saying no. But then I, as I was listening to these principles and I was listening to these higher laws principles, I could feel the truth in them. And so I could feel my heart softening and I, and I could feel like this, this desire to have more. And I could see that it was possible. Um, and for me, that, that was a big transition for me because before I knew I wanted more, but I didn't know how to get it. And once I learned how to get it, I got excited. So can you share some of the higher law principles so that it becomes more concrete for the listeners? Absolutely. This is my favorite topic in the whole world. Um, So there's one principle that is so amazing. And in fact, it is a lot of people talk about the law of attraction and that kind of thing. One thing that was really amazing that I learned at the event was that there's actually four primary laws of success that are above the law of attraction. So we need to know that if we're trying to get a, you know, results in our life. And so I love the four primary laws of success. And one of the four primary laws of success is state of mind. And I know in different areas, people talk about state of mind, but for me, I hadn't, I knew it intellectually, 
but I didn't know how to get it in my life. When my kids were having major temper tantrums and I felt like I, ah, I have no idea what to do. Or when there was a conflict with my husband and I felt had, and, and I felt angry at him and didn't know how to reconnect. Or when I felt I wanted something different and didn't know what to do. So I intellectually, I knew it, but I didn't know how to create it. And so one thing that I love so much about the four primary laws of success is we don't just know about them now. I love that Brandon Broadwater, Brandon Broadwater taught us how to, to live it. And that made all the difference for me. And I know in some of the questions that you've asked leading up to this podcast, we're so much around self and, and how do we face the fears and how do we overcome self-doubt? And in my book, I talk about that a lot because I believe that one of the biggest things holding women back to living our purpose is, is fighting against that self-doubt, fighting against that, that fear and, that, and, and guilt and so many things. It's all mindset. And if we can know how to set ourselves our mindset free to step into who we're really meant to be, that's when, man, that's when we can do anything. So do you reset your mind daily, hourly, annually? Like how often do you go, whoops, time to get my mind in check here and get in the right state? All of it. All of it. Um, I definitely have a morning ritual that I do. And, and something that um, I learned at that event, it's called the pillars of state. And so there's different ways that we can change our mindset. And first, I need to say mindset really is everything. Mindset, there's so much, it's, it's been very interesting writing the book because I've, I've got a chance to delve into other books and studies supporting that mindset is everything, that how we think actually impacts our physical body and, and it impacts what, how happy we are and how connected we are with the people around us. And so mindset really is everything. And that's so exciting because that's in our control. So many things are not in our control. That's in our control. So one thing that I do, because I am so not perfect and I need all the help I can get, is that I have a morning ritual that I do every single day. I do not mess around this stuff because I need all the help I can get. And it's this ritual that I do around making sure my body is, you know, and is as healthy as it can possibly be asking myself questions so that I can, I can change my focus to focus on what I really want to focus on and be in a place of gratitude and having a good mindset, because I don't know about you, but first thing in the morning, that's not my go-to. Sometimes that's not my go-to. I need help to get there and nutrition as well. And doing those things, oh my gosh, is incredible. And if you want, I can dive into some of the specifics around how I do that. I think that would be great because I do know, and I love when you say that it's not necessarily how you wake up every day, but to recognize that I, you know, it is our choice, mm -hmm. you know, and I can be in the same place. Like I can wake up, I'm thinking, what was I dreaming about last night? Cause my mind's already going a mile a minute about what has to get done. And I'm thinking, oh, sit back, sister. That's just not important. Let it go. But that has taken a long time to be able to go, okay. It's get set for the day and who you want to be. And it's interesting that you say gratitude is a big part of that for you because it can so quickly change how, how we're thinking and interacting with ourselves and with others. So yes, please share some about your, the details of how you go about that. Okay, awesome. I love that you point out gratitude. Gratitude really is, it's incredible how the brain works, that if we can, if we can redirect our brain, we can redirect our experience. And, and so this stuff is so powerful. So one thing that I do that um, has helped me to do this consistently, because 
I don't know about you, but I can sometimes start on a routine and I think I am going to be the best this year at exercising every day, eating nutritious. I'm going to be rocking every aspect of my life. And then a couple of weeks down the road, you know, the chaos of life starts slamming me down and it gets hard to actually implement. So I can relate if you can, if any of your listeners feel like Connie Benjamin, how do I actually do this consistently? First of all, I can relate. And second of all, I have a tool for you that you're going to absolutely love. And that's going to help you to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, every single day consistently. And I I think that's important, especially as women, because we often put ourselves last. And so we need to learn to put ourselves first so that we can be who we want to be and serve, do what we want to do. So this is what I do. It's something called block time and block time has changed my life. It's how I wrote my book. It's how I exercise every morning. It's how I do everything, in, including connect with my partner and my kids. So block time is basically taking a set time that we're going to do something. So let's say, and a specific goal. So for me, let's say I want to exercise for half an hour every morning. So I would say the specific thing I'm going to do every day is I'm going to exercise every morning. And I, and I set a time for it. I'm going to exercise at 6.30 every morning. Now, I don't exercise necessarily on the weekend at 6.30, but during the week, that's what I do. Now, a lot of people say that, right? And how often do we stay with it? It's not often. It's because we're missing often in the personal development world, we're missing one key component. And oh my gosh, when I started implementing this, I exercise no matter what. Rain, shine, not feeling good. It is amazing. So what is missing is having a motivator. So the problem with goal setting often is that we have something we want to do, but the results are so far out there. You know, it's hard. We want to exercise, but staying in bed right now seems a lot more of a better choice. We want to eat right, but the chocolate cake in front of me is immediate and it looks way more delicious than the plate of salad. And so we have to push the immediacy of um, so that we make the choices for our long-term goals. And that's how putting a motivator to it makes it so we do it. So an example is, I exercise every morning at around 6.30 in the morning. And if I do it, then I can check my email. And if I don't do it, no email, sister. And <laughs> that's something that has worked well for me. So no, me- no email all day? All day until I exercise. So that would really motivate me not to exercise because I wouldn't be pinged by email. <laughs> So, but I get your point about having a motivator. And so, and that is, and really understanding what's, you know, what's your reward for that, right? Yes. Because isn't it, my understanding is that neurochemically, those rewards reinforce the behavior as well. Yes, absolutely. We start, it, the body starts releasing, you know, what is it? Endorphins. So we feel good after too. And Sarah, just so you know, at different times and in different block times that I've used, I've used different motivators. So sometimes my motivator is I can have a shower after I write in my book for 15 minutes. That was a good one. I wrote that book pretty fast. Or I can go for a walk as soon as I... I can't remember what the thing it was attached to, but the point is there's so many different motivators. And if we can find that, that one thing that makes us get up and do it, then that's what allows us to be consistent. 
Well, and what I really love about that is none of your motivators are complex. Like they don't require that you have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff or they're not difficult. They just matter to you, Connie. Yes. And for someone else, they could be like, bleh, the bed's where I'm staying. Yes. That is great. That's a great tool. And then do you, um, does your husband do that also? Does he have his own thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want me to dive into what he does? I do. I want to know for the guys out there who are going, well, that's good for Connie, but what about us? Sounds good. Um, I, my husband and I, we work together quite often. And so I just, he is seriously my hero now. I just love him so much. So he teaches me a lot. Um, I remember there was a time in our life, actually, interestingly enough, it was when we were, we were working to replace our day job income. So we were both in day job in day jobs and we wanted to change what we were doing. And we were both feeling that, you know, that inner desire, like something's got it. We, there's more for us to do here. And, um, but the finances were scary to just quit our job. It just wasn't the right thing to do. And so we were in this limbo land. And so how do you replace your income when you're in, you know, working all day? How's this work? Okay. So this is how awesome my husband is. So he decides he's going to make sales calls. And, he's, and he's, he's got this company he feels so passionate about. So he's going to make sales calls. And he rides his bike to work. And we live about 30 minutes or so away from his work. And there were hills that he had to bike up and down. It was just kind of chaos. And so he gets on the phone and he's, he's making these sales calls. And at, in moments in, in time, people are thinking he's crazy because he's huffing and puffing as he's... Oh, he's doing it while he's riding to work. No, he's doing it while he's riding his bike to work. So he's, but he's committed. This is the only time in his day that he can do it. And so, so he does it. And I, I remember, I'll never forget this one time he was talking to this guy and he said, you are in such a great state of mind and you sound like you're exercising or something. What are you doing? And Andy explains that, you know, I, I'm going to do this and this is the decision I made and we're going to, you know, we're going to make this business work. So I'm making my calls as I go to work. And it was incredible. That's actually how he replaced his own income, but through those calls. And, um, I think his motivator, he's had different motivators at different times. It was things like at one point it was that he couldn't eat meat unless he did what he needed to do his goal. At one time it was, he couldn't watch TV unless he did what he was going to do. So he just found that thing that would make him bike up those crazy hills while making sales calls. That's beautiful. It also helps say, you know, that really we can think there's no room in our day for something, but we could become a little creative about it and say, yes, I can fit it in. Yeah. So I know that you have started recently with a group of people, a new nonprofit, and that the proceeds of your book are going to that. Is that correct? Yes. And I am so excited. Oh my goodness. If it's okay, I'll tell I I'll tell you a story of why this happened. Please. Yeah. Okay. So I was actually at, I was inspired to write my book for about four years. And this is, you know, before block times, finally I started using block times and was getting it done, but I needed, I knew I needed to get some extra help. So I was at this book writing seminar and I was there with my mentor, Brandon Broadwater. And we were sitting on the couch and, I'll, and talking about 
this book and, and because I partnered with, um, with him in, in writing this book, um, or finishing the book. And so we we're talking about how's this going to work? And we we're so excited about it. And then I, I looked at him and I, I realized that there was something missing in the book that I knew that the book was going to change people's lives. I had no, no doubt about that because it changed my life. And I knew that it was going to help people in whatever season of life to have more passion and profit and purpose. But I wanted to do more. There was more. There were people, I knew there were people suffering and people that didn't have enough clean water and people that, that didn't have the ability to live their purpose and, and to live passionate lives because they didn't have the basics. And so in that moment, I said, I think we should give it all away. And I would never forget it. He looked at me and he, he just had this look like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's give it all away. And I just remember both of us tearing up and realizing in that moment that that's what we needed to do, that this book, the first edition of this book, all the profit would go to charity and it would go to a charity called Health Fix the World, which is a charity that partners with really credible charities that are on the ground working in the community and that are very transparent. And um, we would help people have access to clean water in developing countries. Did that just like once the two of you decided that together, did that just supercharge your energy about getting the book done? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, I think after I made that decision, actually, you know what's funny? I spent four years trying to write this book and in the cracks of my day. And I had a toddler and a baby at home during during this time. So you can imagine how chaotic that was. And and then I I once we made that decision, I came home and I actually finished the book in about a weekend. It was insane because I I was supercharged. I knew that it would help people on so many different levels. So that's just another example of having the right motivator gets us off our butt and going sometimes. Yes. Only that's a huge big motivator. Yeah. Which is awesome. So when is the book coming out? When I know it's in pre, it's not released yet, correct? Pre-release? Yeah, it's not released yet. Um, there's a couple pre-release chapters on my website. It's planned to come out April of this year and it's tentative, um, but that is the to be, that's the, the date right now. So for those of us who are anxious, we can go to your website though and get a, get a little preview taste. Absolutely. Ready to order. Yeah. And, and we're actually doing pre-orders as well. Quite honestly, I want to help people now. I want to help people get clean ac- access to clean drinking water now. So there is the ability to pre-order the book too. That's a great opportunity. And I want to shift gears for just a minute. I know that you volunteered in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know a little bit about why, how did you get there? And like a story which you're really good at telling. So a story or a lesson that you took away from that time? Uh, Well, okay. So Indonesia was an amazing experience. I had turned about 19 and, and when I turned 19, I decided I was going to go to school and I was going to get, you know, get my schooling and I applied for school and I got denied. They said, you're not mature enough yet. And so I thought, not mature enough yet. I'll show you. I'm going to get some world experience. And I'd always wanted to go overseas. I've always wanted to volunteer. So I found this organization that helped partner with organizations in Indonesia to volunteer. And so I thought, this is perfect. So I went there and, oh my goodness, it was such an incredible experience just 
connecting with the people and, and I love traveling. I just, oh my, I love traveling. I love see, having new experiences. And if you've never been to Indonesia, I believe it is the best food in all the land. It is so amazing. Just thinking about it makes me hungry, but I, I, I wanted to make a difference. And so I was, um, Actually, interestingly enough, I was uh, volunteering with different organizations, going to schools, just talking with the school age kids. And quite often I was the only white person that would be in that entire village. And so I'd, I'd look behind me and I'd have little kids following at me, pointing like, there's the white person, there she is. So that was an interesting experience. Kids were so sweet. And then I got a chance to work as well with women that were, or or an organization that was supporting women in domestic violence. And the thing that I, I took away from that experience was that I wanted so bad to make a difference. I wanted to go there and it to be effective and, and to, to do use any skill that I had and make a real difference. And what I found was even though the experience was powerful for me and I will never forget it. And I'm so grateful that I don't think I made a lasting difference for the people there. And so I committed in that moment that any charity I would be part of would make a lasting difference. And in fact, when I was, when I was approached about health fix the world, I said, I won't even get involved unless all the profit goes to charity. And actually that's something that, that they've committed to partner with Health Fix the World, that all the profit go, or all the donations go to charity. And, and I said, and that I need to know that it's actually making a difference. Otherwise I will not get involved at all. And so that really had a lasting impact on me. So as a, so now I'm going to shift gears and I'm thinking about you as a trustee of an organization, right? You have duties over that organization to make sure it has impact, that it's having a lasting change. How do you know that? Do you have, like for you personally, when you talk about, and I'm going to contrast the um, clean drinking water, which is very specific, Mm -hmm. it's concrete, so to speak, right? You either do or don't have it. You either reach people or you haven't. It sounds like the more systemic things, like the domestic violence and the things that you were trying to help earlier, you didn't have that level of impact. Is that correct? It was the role that I was in. So I've actually, in my work in the past, I've actually worked with domestic violence and and been able to see what an impact can make. But the role that I was in, I was just, I wasn't working with the women. I was, I was just, it it, it kind of felt like... um, I was token volunteering, you know, and so I, I just, I get it. You know, I committed in my life that no, if I'm going to be part of something, it's going to be, it is going to change people's lives. Yeah. Not just the token. Yes, absolutely. Which is interesting why a lot of volunteers quit volunteering when they feel like their volunteering doesn't matter. It's like, I could be doing something else. Yes. Absolutely. And so to answer your question about how I, you know, how I sleep at night being part of this organization and how I make sure that it is credible is because we partner with organizations that are doing the groundwork. And and so the people that we partner with, we do research to know that they are credible, transparent, and they can prove to us that the money that we're giving them 
is going to the right place. And actually one of the organizations that we partner with is so amazing. They track every single dollar that they get goes directly to charity and they track it. So you can actually see where your money went and what wells it built. It's just, it's so the transparency is there. That's how we do it. We partner with people that know what they're doing. (laughs) So for those of our listeners who either work in volunteer for or serve on the board of a nonprofit, I think you've just shared some really key pieces of information about how to communicate with stakeholders that will want them to be part of organizations and have confidence in you as well. Absolutely. So let's get back on thinking about you. (laughs) I just love, I love that whole, um, re-engagement with community and helping and giving back. So I, when I found that out about you, I wanted to know more about it. So the last questions um, that I want to ask you are these. If you were to, to go back and meet Connie at 14, even before you found out you were too immature to go to college, what advice or suggestions might you give yourself at that point about your future road ahead? Oh, um, I would tell myself that thing life, when I step up to the edges of my comfort zone, life will get better than I can possibly expect or dream of. And that I need to find a way to create the life I want, that no one's going to do it for me. And that I don't need to do it all at once. I just need to keep taking the next step and then the next step. And then the next step, and it's going to be okay. That's beautiful. And an important question is, where do you want folks to reach out and stay connected with you if they want to be part of your work as the nonprofit or find your book? Where's the best place for them to find you? The best place to reach out to me is www.womenwithfire.com. And in that place, you can um, you order uh, pre-order a copy of the book. And that's the best way to support the charity at this point. Also, I have to tell you, because in the beginning of this call, we talked about that I wrote my book and I also started partnering with HealthSix Global because I want to support women with health, wealth, and happiness. And so... I went to corporate in Health Fix Global and I love women and I love supporting women in getting health, wealth, and happiness. So I said, here's the deal. I'm going on this amazing podcast and I want all of the people, not just women, guys, for you too, to have a free sample of products that help us with having that health. And so what they did is they made it, they footed the bill. So every listener, up to a hundred listeners, if they want, can get a free sample of the weight management system with Health Fix Global. And all they do is just pay for shipping and they just go to my website to get that. So I'm so excited. This is actually the first time that they've ever done it. And um, yeah, so you just go to www.womenwithfire.com. And it'll all be there. So we will have um, links to that too for the podcast listeners. So it'll make it easier for them to get there. So Connie... I cannot tell you how fun it has been to just listen to your story, to feel your energy. I wish you the best of success. I am going to pre-order a copy because I seem to be a book junkie and I love where the proceeds are going. So I will be doing that when we get off of this call. Oh my goodness, Sarah. I'm so grateful to be on your call and I love 
I love talking about these things. So thank you so much for this opportunity. My pleasure. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no labels, no limits, and no excuses life.